Donald Lachlan is an award-winning storyteller working with visionaries changing the future. As we prepare to delve into a conversation on the topic at hand, creating your authentic story as an entrepreneur, here's an exciting twist. First, let us tickle the brain of our guest. So Donna, get ready for a rapid fire round of random words. I'm going to mention a few and I would love to hear the first thing that comes to your mind in response without thinking much. Are you ready to dive in? Absolutely. Let the confetti <laughs> fall. <laughs> All right. Here comes the first word. Curiosity. My entire life. Invention. Oh, uh, automobile. Future. Optimistic. Book. The one I'm writing. <laughs> Movie. That's a hard one. I'm going to go with my first my first impression in my mind that gods must be crazy. Uh, 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 uh. And then uh, food. Fish tacos. Success. Uh, in progress. Money. Never enough, but we also don't need it. <laughs> Next one is universe. I hope it behaves better tomorrow. Mm, last one is fame. I don't need it. <laughs> but my In- clients do. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, Donna. And uh, thank you so much for participating in the first rapid fire round. We have one more waiting towards the fag end of this episode. So, first of all, thank you so much. And uh, folks, welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series, where we embark on transformative conversations for a better future. I'm your host, Navin Samala dedicated to making the world a better place through valuable discussions that add value not only to your life but also to your career and thank you so much for tuning in donna hearty welcome to the guiding voice how are you today i'm great thank you so much donna let's get started uh, with our conversation and here comes my first question so can you share your own journey of becoming an award winning storyteller and working with visionaries so what actually inspired you to pursue this path You know, it started really, really young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in San Jose, California, which was, you know, now part of the pin drop known as the Silicon Valley. But before the Silicon Valley became, you know, what it is known for today, the tech and innovation, it was an agricultural community. And the agriculture community was making a transformation. Agriculture continues to be a huge economic component of the of the California from the Central Valley all the way up to the Napa regions but my father was a, owned a printing business and his brothers were news reporters and so i spent many of my childhood you know days after school and in the summers going to the, the printing business and going out on assignments with my uncles so by the time i was 8 years old i was news reporting i was going out into the community with them and interviewing uh i would go to the early makings of you know the, what was uh, hewlett packard um and mm. some of the early defense and technology companies but i'd also go with them to the local bakery and uh you know to any of the local community uh stores ways that were breaking and i was very shy uh, always curious and precocious but my uncle's finally challenged me and said instead of asking the question ask us to answer ask the questions you need to start asking the questions and so that's when i realized that i just loved being able to talk to people and it got me out of my shell of being shy because when you start having a conversation the world opens right and there's two things that i think that are equalizers in when it comes to engagement one is food conversations with people over food always a self establish a connection a memory and some form of collaboration and the other is just 
Here's storytelling. My grandmother was a great storyteller. She came from Ireland and she used, I used to sit up on her lap and she would tell me stories. And I remember asking her when I was about six years old, where is the book? And she pointed to, you know, to her head because these are stories that had been passed down to her generation over generation mm -hmm. by the fireplace, but, you know, by the, and, and as, as a child growing up. And so there were a couple of connections happening at the same time between, you know, my grandmother and, and, uh, and my uncle. So I was kind of surrounded by that. And then my father would make sure that every week we would go to the library and I would get stacks of books and I would promise that those stacks of books would last me for a whole week. They usually lasted me two or three days. Mm -hmm. Quite, quite an interesting stuff. And, and that brings me to the next question, like you work with uh, visionaries. So can you share with our audience, maybe a highlight a particular visionary or a project that particularly impressed you with their approach to storytelling as well as innovation? Well, I, I think there's a couple of things I need to add before that. So after when I after high school, I went off to uh, to school to study journalism and communications. And when I graduated from high school, I finished both my high school and my first undergraduate degree simultaneously. And so when I graduated from high school, I already graduated with a degree. And then I went to UC Berkeley and I studied journalism and communications. Mm -hmm. And I wanted nothing to do with the Silicon Valley. After college, I went to New York, I went to Chicago, and then I went to, uh, to work in London as mm -hmm. a reporter. And then I came back out to the Silicon Valley for my master's degree, again, at UC Berkeley, and interviewed a Silicon Valley executive for an article that I was writing. Uh, and at the end of that interview, uh, he told me that he wanted his head of marketing to hire me. Mm. And I thought, well, I'm not I'm not for hire. Actually, <laughs> I'm a reporter and I'm never going to change my passion and what I do. Well, needless to say, within a matter of weeks, I ended up going to work for a company called 3Com Corporation. Mm -hmm. And 3Com, uh, people would know it for the for the for the Palm Pilot, and, and before that, it was networking and infrastructure. So that was my introduction to the Silicon Valley. Then after that, I worked for a number of companies with corporate, and then I did a series of IPOs during the dot-com bubble, and then eventually I went formed my own business. So the last 20 years of running my business, I have launched more than 500 companies and wow. done more than a dozen IPOs. Mm. And the, the part of the innovator story that I personally love is the founders that the founders passion of when that moment when they decided to leave their job, sell their car, trade their cat, you know, uh, for a dog or whatever they needed to do, whatever, whichever, how I say commitment, and, uh, and, and and struggle to lead with their dream. And so I actually created a whole series called Before It Happened, mm -hmm. which is a podcast. It was designed for that moment before it happened. Wow. What was that moment in time where you decided? And so I had the same conversation years and years ago with, with Steve Jobs uh, when I was a reporter going in to see Steve, uh, Steve Jobs. And I was a college student at the time in training. And I was dressed up in a suit and I was, you know, felt very, very empowered. And I had my questions listed and I was ushered into a room and he was sitting at, at this small round table with mm -hmm. his feet up on the table with no shoes on. Mm. But I thought, wow, I got dressed <laughs> up for this. 
<laughs> and I thought, didn't know if I was supposed to take my shoes off or keep them on or how formal, but I thought, no, I'm going to stay formal and be present. And he was eating cherries. And I saw so a conversation, we started the conversation with, you know, the, you know, the valley, the fruit and how apple was named apple. And, and, uh, you know, it was once called the, the land of heart's delight, which is, you know, apricots and cherries and, and, um, grapes and, you know, everything was, uh, and figs were just abound in the valley. And and so that kind of gave me the courage and, and understanding of when you have a conversation with somebody who's so brilliant and who's so, you know, we'll put them in a category of genius, right? And, and a futurist, there's an opportunity to find out, uh, you know, behind the scenes, why? And that's the curiosity to me. Why? Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to create you know, X. So I've had that conversation with uh, many. So some of the companies that I work with that you can Google and and, and see their existence are like Nightscope Robotics, which is a uh, law enforcement, you know, security and safety robot. Um, very interesting company founded by William Santana Lee, who came from the automotive industry, was a Ford executive for many years before he ventured. His, you know, story when I first met him was so enchanting is that Again, he was willing to put everything on the table in order to embark on making America safer, keep communities safer, you know, cities safer. Um, Damon Motorcycles, an electric, you know, vehicle. I know in around the world, two-wheeled vehicles are, are used for major transportation much more than you know four-wheeled vehicles. And so, what fascinated me about that story you know, was the need to basically get off fossil fuels to create. a an electric uh, option for mm-hmm. you know for for people to re- get off fossil fuels, but also in a high performance manner. It has a lot of intelligence and technology. And he had had several you know prior mobility um, and automotive you know ventures that he was successful at. But what fascinated me was that before that he was a snowboarder. And when you're a snowboarder or you're an extreme athlete and you have that commitment and that grit and that all the things that you know kind of make you the olympic uh ironclad heroine you know there's a lot of characteristics of an entrepreneur and an athlete in terms of your ability to just go for it and to you know not just train but to cross the finish line i i think um you must be loaded with full of wisdom having had a lot of conversation with those visionaries and also you were part of 500 companies and you said about 12 ipos so i think there is a lot that this that has happened and there is a lot that went into what you to into becoming what and who you are right so i'm now curious to understand your success mantra please share with our audience the top three things that have contributed to your success so far well i would say persistence mm-hmm. uh persistence and, and it's like anything is being um consistent so every day i actually start out with a list of things that I want to succeed. I have a, a, a list I make for the week. Mm. And then I kind of like grow power myself to say, okay, these are the things that I'm going to accomplish today. Uh, and sometimes you, you don't accomplish everything in one day, but it, you know, you, it's continuous to, you know, a commitment. The second I think is to constantly be, you know, creative uh, and creative and problem solving. So we can't control the world, the aspects and the, the, the headlines of the news, uh, people's behaviors, the weather, uh, and other things. But what we can, you know, control is how we respond to them. So agility, I think, is another key attribute that I think that I've learned 
um, extremely well over time is to be agile, agile to the marketplace, agile to circumstances. Uh, and in public relations, we often create what you know they call crisis prevention plans. I don't like to call the I like the word crisis at all. I just call mm. them you know proactive. Uh, you know, proactive prevention plans so that we can actually be proactive. And I think the third, I think, is to have fun. If you're not mm-hmm. doing something that you love to do every day, then why do it? And so I, I felt very fortunate that I, I have still find a lot of fun in what I do. And I think that that curiosity that I mentioned early on in the rapid fire is is continuous. It's constant. Mm-hmm. It's just in, you know in my DNA. Super. And then let's get into the core of today's conversation. It's about uh, building authentic stories as an entrepreneur, right? So what do you believe makes a story authentic, especially in the context of entrepreneurship? And why is it crucial for entrepreneurs to craft their authentic narratives? Yeah, so I think one of the things that, you know, is is great is oftentimes people don't even know what their story is. They come to me and they start telling me about their product. And I, and it doesn't make a difference what the product is. It's a consumer electronics product. It's a, you know, a, a major uh, small, something in your pocket, something that goes in your home, or it's something that's going to be in the air or on the ground. The They, they typically start talking about the the solution. Mm-hmm. And 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 to me, what is really exciting about before you get to the solution is the why. Like, why are we? Why are you bringing this this solution to market? So again, going back to you know the discover what I call the discovery process is who you are, what do you do, how do you do it, what makes you relevant in solving the problem. So setting up the problem, what it is. So if you the problem is that you want to make. Uh, agriculture more sustainable the big question is why and so i you know tell me why it's not currently sustainable excuse me in terms of mm. you know climate change and 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 fossil fuels and chemicals and all those things it could be second is why did you decide to be kind of bold and fearless to take this on why did you leave your corporate job and why did you leave your you know your security that you might have had you know in tenure with the company or what are your friends and family going to say right and then the next part is really what I call think out of the box. Like, what is your big think out of the box idea? So it's not, again, the product. It's your approach to that product, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excuse me. And then, I, and then listen to the market. And then it's really about what I call the conversation over a napkin is if you're going to bring something brand new to the market, something new to the market, then you, you need to understand the, the problem you're solving in the category very well. So yesterday, for example, I spoke to three totally different type of entrepreneurs. I spoke mm-hmm. to somebody who has brought about six different products and companies to market, very seasoned, and knows exactly um, immediately that he called me. Mm-hmm. I yep. worked with him three companies, and he called me to say, help me tell my story. Mm-hmm. Help me figure out what my story is. <laughs> the second one was uh, somebody who's had a, a product in the market for a while, and the story's not working. <laughs> Problem I found immediately, and what he was telling me the story is that he was leading with the problem, and he wasn't. He was leading with the solution, not with the problem. And the problem was the purification of water, and the purification of water in in around the not just not in North America, but around the world, and how water, our most precious resource, should be available in the 21st century in a clean, purified way. Mm-hmm. But he was leading with the filter process and everything which 
people aren't going to immediately understand. And the third company that I spoke to was a brand new entrepreneur who's never brought a product to market and just was stuck and didn't know where to start. And so it's my job is to the same way if you were going to meet with a chef and you say, wow, that's a really fabulous dish and deconstruct the recipe. Now, when I cook, I don't use recipes. I just kind of throw ingredients together and, and kind of have a smell and and, and and taste for it. And it's very similar to storytelling is that I don't off, I have a process that I place, but it's up to, it's really my job to help you find the ingredients to that recipe. Mm-hmm. Quite interesting. And uh, now let's talk about the examples of entrepreneurs or startups that have effectively communicated their authentic stories and how did it impact their success? Yeah, well, uh, I mentioned Lightscope Robotics. I started working with them when they were a pre-seed company. Uh, They went through an IPO uh, last year. So it's exciting to see a company to go from inception to like market a category leader for an IPO. And then uh, Damon Motors is another one I mentioned was like helping them raise their visibility and their fundraising all the way into preparation into their next phase, which is the momentum and bringing their product to market. Helping that company get uh, secure close to 100 million in orders and the product hasn't shipped yet. The story is an extremely powerful story to tell. It's a story not about a motorcycle. It's a story about how infrastructure and the world would benefit by having less fossil fuels on the road. Um, another one I'm so excited about is in the a category of agritech, Monarch Tractor, which is a autonomous uh, EV tractor. The founder is originally from India. Uh, he has been in the automotive and mobility engineering space for a number of years. And he called mm. me and asked me if I knew somebody that could help him bring his tractor to market. And when he called to tell me it was a tractor, I was really curious because I grew up in an agriculture community, as I mm. mentioned. I was in 4-H. I rode a tractor when I was a kid in my grandfather's you know, property. And I got my master's thesis in the democratization of the farm workers union. Mm. And for the first time in my entire career, I actually had some a, a place that I could actually use that knowledge and that wisdom. And it was with bringing this tractor to market. And it was more a story of about a, a EV tractor, an autonomous EV tractor. It was about the impact in which the tractor could make on seed to table and agriculture and communities and the food that we eat, that we gather around and that we share with our families and friends. How is, you know, our farmers able to able to make more economic impact and more predictability into their and their crops? And farming used to be, you know, a very admired advocation. And mm-hmm. over the years, it's like farmers or perception is you're these very large commercial farms or you're like a weekend gardener farmer. Right. And there but there are many, many small, you want to say small to mid-sized micro farms that benefit, you know, from innovation and technology. And so one of the things that I've seen over the years with all these conversations is that smart technology is in our homes. It's in our thermostats. It's in our it's on our phones. It's in our TVs. It's in our cars. It's you know on tractors now. It's in you know it impacts yes in so many ways. The intersection of innovation and technologies. When I started my business, heavy heavy security uh, enterprise data center, and then that evolved into 
uh, microsizing things into the hand in handheld devices and things in our pocket. And so I think one of the things about innovation and technology that excites me is the enablement. If -hmm. technology isn't allowing us, enabling us to do something better, Mm -hmm. to make, uh, you know, uh, be more prolific to the accessibility of digital content. I'm not talking about TikTok for entertainment. I'm talking about education, mobile phones and content and news content um, to be informed, uh, online classes and and university distance learning and those things, uh, internet connections to your friends and family. Those are things that I think I, I see value when I, in, you know, with technology, when I see what's happening now, which is artificial intelligence is a super demand, the strain and the demand that it, and it's, and the energy that's being wasted because people want more access to artificial intelligence and TikTok and all this entertainment stuff. The carbon footprint problem is a huge problem. So yeah. There's there's a yin and a yang in technology, and I mm. I look at both because I need to understand both. There's a fabulous uh, show on Netflix called History 101, and it mm. takes you through many many technologies. Have you seen it? No, I, I haven't. I'll, I'll yeah. probably check it out. It's History it's, 101. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it talks about GPS. It talks about uh, mm. new. Uh, you know, smartphones and many devices that we're all used to today, but the inception and where they originally came from. And there were some surprises in there for me too. But if we don't question technology and we don't question, then we have two choices. Mm-hmm. You're either going to adapt or mm-hmm. you're going to adopt. And you have <laughs> to decide which one you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great, great insights. I think that uh, tractors uh, company must be Monarch Tractors or I, I don't recall the name as such, but uh, it is my friend's friend who is working on that. Uh, I, I nice. heard about it uh, a, a couple of years ago. And I think, uh, yeah, th- that guy is doing really awesome. And now let's uh, move ahead and talk about the technological advancement and automation, given the pace at which it is happening. How can entrepreneurs ensure they retain the human factor in their ventures as well as storytelling and the reason for this question is very simple uh, nowadays we are seeing a lot of people leveraging chat gpts and all the generative uh, uh, generative ai tools in order to build social media plat- social media posts right and we are not able to decide which one is authentic versus which one is artificially created so in this age how can the entrepreneurs retain the human factor? Yeah, well, I, I'm an advocate of using AI, AI tools mm-hmm. to help, mm-hmm. you know, augment and expedite things. Yeah. Um, it, it can't replace cognitive thinking uh, and it can't uh, replace, you know, common sense. So the fact that you and I are having a conversation and I can see you and I know you're not an avatar and that you are an actual human and if something were to happen, such as, I don't know, cloudy with the chance of meatball, you know, <laughs> fell from the sky, uh, you're going to you're going to react and move a certain way. Right. Likewise, if a bunch of pigeons flew over my head. I can get a duck. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with a lot of robotics companies and I work with a lot of deep learning uh, companies. And I think one of the things that we always strive in our demonstration of the product is to show with factor. So I work with 
a company called Skyline Robotics. And Skyline Robotics is a window washing uh, robotics company. A, a robot will actually go up on the, the scaffolding platform, come down from the top of the building, and wash skyscrapers. That's a very dirty business, dirty in mm. terms of windows. It's really, it's it, it, it has a lot of safety issues. And window washers aren't necessarily, uh, you know, trained. You have generations of window washers that are actually, you know, from grandfather to son to the next the zennials and the millennials are not taking these jobs and around the world if you look at the stats there's risk in in the job high risk and so what the company is trying to do is to bring new automation to automate the window washing but it does require an operator so now the window once upon a time window washer can actually now become the operator and so it's a companionship it's a partnership it's not a replacement and i think that's what we need to teach our kids as well the -hmm. same way as we saw the onset of video games and having fun and engaging is that we should question who is on the other side as it relates to we've seen in social media and the there's always like a social like a security risk or breach or some social negative component of any of these things when they're brought but we need to ask you know question what type of when it comes to chatbot you know how do i use chat artificial intelligence in the wrong hands could be extremely dangerous yeah. we don't want it in the hands of criminals and 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 the criminal activities but i mentioned nightscope robotics a company like that and and many companies are now looking at ai how do we actually offset the ai component so i think we should question and i think Mm. that we should use the tools that that fit our business or personal lifestyle so for me i play around with chatbot and a couple of the other ai content tools i don't use them to write I'm not using them to write my book. I'm not using them for my day-to-day client content work, but it's good for research. I find great benefits in using these tools for research or for um, just content or giving me a a creative push. Mm. Yeah, great. And great insights there. And we have had incredible conversations so far, Donna. And it's time to add some more excitement and some more spice. So with your consent, I'll... Kick off the second rapid fire round, which is a series of intriguing questions and uh, probably you can answer them crisply. If you are ready, let's get started. Okay. Okay. So here comes my first question. If you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say? Hire me. <laughs> no, I think in all serious, I think I, I really think it depends on where the billboard is, but I think a message the whole world needs to hear right now is... You know, I don't know. Just be nice. Be nice. Wow. And uh, between invisibility versus super strength, which one would you choose? Oh, <laughs> uh, super strength. And what would you do with that? You want to know what my super strength is, would be? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no. I said, what would you do with that super strength? What? What would I do with my super set? Yes. Yes. Wow. You know, I have a wire fox terrier and she smells so good and she can like anything, rabbits and squirrels and all that stuff. Um, I you know I think I would just snoop out, you know, my curiosity again and just, you know, find uh, some great stories. <laughs> Interesting one. And Donna, can you describe yourself in just one word? Unique. Oh, awesome. And uh, what's the first thing that you notice in someone when you meet for the first time? 
Wow. Probably their eye contact. Mm. <laughs> okay, here comes the next bullet. What is the best gift that I, that you have ever received? You know, it's 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 not that you could you, you can buy, um, but mm. I I think it's it's been the freedom um, mm. to be in a in in a profession that has allowed me to travel to eighty countries. Wow! And to continuously work and create and have fun, mm. and also mentor the next generation. Wow! So impressive. And last one for the rapid fire. What is one electronic gadget or a fantasy gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself, Donna? I want a flying car. Yeah. I have a private fly, uh, private license to fly planes. Mm. I don't mm. fly as much as I'd like to, and I love to drive. So just, just convert them together. I know it's, impro- it's a press. Some people have attempted to do it, but it's not <laughs> quite there yet. <laughs> yeah, but it will be a reality very soon. And uh, I, I wish our, our reality comes soon. And with that, uh, let's flip back to the mainstream. And what will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers? Keep an open mind mm-hmm. that your first job is not your last job. Wow. And risk, challenge, reward. Risk, challenge. As I tell my, 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 my I've always told my kids, make smart and safe decisions. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, don't be so predictable in 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 sense of you know having adventure and one of the reasons i've traveled so much is i actually wanted to experience different cultures and communities and language and food and knowledge Mm -hmm. and so that continuous thirst and quest Mm -hmm. i think is something that an entrepreneur doesn't step out of the box Mm. unless they're thirsty for something they're seeking something Great, great nuggets of wisdom out there. And how's your experience being hosted on the Guiding Voice platform? You know, I I think that we can start our own uh, our, our third book together in collaboration. <laughs> you have one book and a second book in the works. And I have one I need to be just more disciplined in, in finishing. But I think the content that you provide the listeners is definitely, you know, wisdom for to inspire and to help us, you know, thrive. And I think those are those are you know two things that we should continuously do is uh, and I and I when you asked me a question I said unique and I I think the word I probably should have used was authentic be authentically you yeah. now, our, your thumbprint in in your uh, in your individuality and who you are is why people come back and listen to your show why my customer my clients come to me retread sometimes and work with me a second or third time or refer me is that that eventually you know we're starting out in your career you know and have you know what that uniqueness is or what that 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 uh, it factor that you bring but as you mature and cultivate it over time you know, it will that season and that secret, that secret recipe, you know, ingredient will shine. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for the kind words. And I really appreciate all the amazing insights that you have shared in today's conversation. And I would love to have you once again, part of this uh, show in future. Thank you for your time and all the amazing insights, Donna. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And it was a pleasure hosting you. Thank you.
So folks, that was our episode with Donna Lachlan. And before we jump into the fun trivia section, we have a quick request. In case if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast from wherever you have tuned in. Because subscribing keeps you updated on new episodes. Also, if you have enjoyed this conversation and found it useful, please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who would also like The Guiding Voice. So spread the knowledge and help others also grow just like you. And it helps us create more content for you and our community. So now let's cruise into the trivia segment of today's episode. Having had great conversation about Donna, who has been interacting with great visionaries. So I thought I would present you a few facts related to visionaries of all time. So here comes the first one. It is Tim Berners-Lee. Tim Berners-Lee's visionary creation of the World Wide Web, the WWW, has revolutionized the communication and also information access globally. It has transformed the way we live, work and also interact with the technology. And the second one is about Thomas Alva Edison. He was a prolific inventor who held over a thousand patents and his vision led to groundbreaking inventions such as the electric bulb and also the phonograph. And third one is about Ada Lovelace. She is considered the world's first computer programmer. She had a visionary understanding of Charles Babbage's analytical engine and wrote algorithms for it in the mid-1800s. So likewise, if you have come across any visionary, please share about them in the form of comments if you are watching it on YouTube or else you can also leave the comments on social media wherever you have found this episode. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and also for being part of our awesome community. And folks, we would love to hear from you. Do not hesitate to share your ideas and feedback through our vibrant social media platforms or you can also email us at theguidingvoiceforyou at gmail.com and let's create content that resonates with you. I'm your host Navin Samala, a lifelong learner and my goal is to have impactful conversations that improve not only your life but also your career. So, so stay connected as we journey together and until next time, take care, stay inspired and remember the future holds great things because the best is yet to come. Goodbye for now. See you all in the next episode with another amazing guest. Take care.